Hey everybody, this is Coach T, the uh, player's coach. I thought I'd drop some information for you guys this month, uh, especially with the playoffs or the Super Bowl being set now. It's like, man, how do those teams continue to produce? How do they continue to develop and get better and just get to the Super Bowl. That must be phenomenal. That must be a phenomenal feeling. And some of those guys will take that feeling and be like, man, I'm going to the Super Bowl. And as uh, Kobe Bryant once did and said on a, on a uh, stage, job's not done. So those guys will have a job where they we want to get to the Super Bowl. And some of those guys will have a a dream of winning the Super Bowl. And, you know, kudos to those guys. Kudos to Matt Stafford. Man, I used to just dislike that guy. Not because he did anything personal to me. I just did not think he was a winner. And last couple of years when he was in Detroit, I, I looked at it again and realized that I was wrong, that they did not put winning, um, they did not value winning and value culture around him. Which leads me to <clears throat> some of the things that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, culture. One of uh, coaches that I follow and I've listened to and communicated with and just kind of watched grow. He stated that, and he's a football coach, he stated that uh, you can give him all of the Hall of Famers, you can give him all of the All-Pro players, you can give him all of the five-star recruits and the four-star recruits and the Hall of Fame, College Hall of Fame type quarterback and all of these different things and all of the kids that come in with accolades and everything like that. And he said he would trade all of those for culture, for his culture, because without his culture and without a winning culture, those guys will not amount to anything and they will tear down the team because they will think that they deserve more uh, with working for less. And he just stated that culture is the thing that helped people win. And that was one of the reasons why uh, Alabama is always doing well is because they have a winning culture, but they have a winning formula and everybody buys in to the culture. They don't come in there and think, oh, I'm the all world player. Nope. Get in line. They don't come in and think I will do this and I will do that. And coach will give me, um, you know, some sidesteps or some provisions Nope, get in line. Nick Saban is really, really well known of, of doing that. He gets everything out of everybody and you come in and you came in as a five-star big man on campus recruit and you are going to fall in line just like everybody else, which is great um, when it comes to building that culture. And building culture starts from, obviously starts from the top down as a coach, but it also filters through to your players, through your 
lower level programs through your if your high school coach through your JV your sophomore your freshman team all the way to your bantam teams and your AAU teams that you recruit from same as with college it starts with your recruiting you know college coaches always say well you know I, I go to recruit good kids but they have a they have a criteria that they start looking for that specifically is set for their program because they're looking for specific kids that fit into their program and fit into their culture. And if you have bad culture, again, you will not win. And some parents, uh, speaking of college coaches or college parents and and high school parents, some parents uh, usually think it's the coach. And I'm here to say it's not always the coach. It is not always the coach because I've coached (laughs) and I've watched coaching and I've watched coaches do the best that they can and win five games. I've watched coaches not be able to coach a lick and win championships. Um, It's crazy because you sit there and you pay attention and sometimes it falls back on the kids a lot. Well, A lot of times it falls back on the kids, the players, where you can sit there and go, huh, how did that not happen? Or how did that not work? Well, it's the players. And our society, I would say, is getting so far away from making sure that kids and people are accountable for their actions that it's really, really getting frustrated as a coach. And I've sat in stands. I've been on the bench and I've listened to people in the stands complain about coaching. I've been one of those guys who's complained about coaching. And until I got in this, in the gym every day and put my, put my work in, I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable just sitting out there saying, Oh, the coach should do this or this or this. And what parents do not understand is a lot of times your kids are coach killers And I don't know if everybody's heard that term before, but there are coach killers out there where a coach will sit there and see a guy and go, oh, he's the Rolls Royce player. He looks the part. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He whatever it is, if it's football or basketball or hockey or whatever it is, he's big. He's strong. He's fast. He's he's uh, he has a great shot or he's he he has a good basketball IQ or a or good football IQ, or he just knows the X's and O's, or he's been this big since eighth grade, or, you know, all of the different things that we love to see when we see a kid and we go, oh, man, I wish I had one of those. Oh, I wish I could coach that kid. What we don't know is what's going on between the ears. We don't know what that kid is like to have as, as a player. And I myself have coached four coach killers. And when I say coach killers, those are the ones that go off to college or go off to the pros and the coach invests so much time and energy into them. And eventually the coach gets fired because the other players are looking and going, what is going on? Why is this not work? Why is he not doing this for me? Or the coach gives so many provisions to the kid or the player and it just never pays off. And then the players it start to mess with the culture and the players start to get frustrated 
and the team starts to flounder and then the kid starts to rebel or the player starts to rebel and everybody's sitting there wondering what's going on. Well, it's coach killers and there's been many coach killers out there uh, on teams. I won't call any NBA or any NFL players out. I mean, it's not my place. I didn't coach them. So, um, but you can Google it and see which ones their names are. Uh, but I've, I've specifically myself know of at least four that I've coached in, uh, sports. And it's really, it's really difficult because actually now that I say four, I think of, I just, another name popped in my head. So I will say five. And it's really difficult, especially when you're coaching the younger kids, because you want to reach out and help them on a different level. It's more of helping them become better people, better men, um, or young adults at, at the ages that I had them. And you want them to, to grow and see something different. And you invest in them, and they just they turn their nose to it. You know, and you discuss it with their parents and their parents want will fight you to give them a shot. Give them a shot. They will they will hate you for taking the opportunity away for them to basically destroy your program. And that's really what it is. They because it's their child, they want everybody to give their child an opportunity, but they've never held their their player or their child accountable. So when you start holding their player accountable, it, it fractures something where they're believing that you're not giving their player a fair chance or just kind of like the old school adage where, you know, you come home from your parent, you come home with your parents and you tell the, you show them your car, your credit card, or you show them something and they, they say, well, what's this? You, you got a, a bad grade for, uh, talking too much in class. Oh, teacher just doesn't like me. Huh? Well, does the teacher give everybody else that grade? Well, no. Well, who else are you talking to? Oh, I'm not talking to anybody. And then you find out, oh, you're talking to Johnny. Well, who else got, did Johnny get that grade? Well, yeah, Johnny got that grade. Oh, so it's because you and Johnny continue to talk too much in class. So that's why you got the grade. It has nothing to do with liking or disliking. It has everything to do with uh, if you are talking in class or not. And that's one of the things that we have to realize. But a lot of times it is not the, uh, it's not the coach. A lot of times it is the player. The player is not held being held accountable and parents and other outsiders look in and they see it and they go, man, I don't understand how this isn't working out for this kid or this player. How is it not working where, you know, he's not getting the best out of, out of this player. If it was up to me, I would do this. I would do that. And I've seen it on all levels of sports, football, basketball, soccer, all both genders, females, males. I've seen it all on each side. I mean, the good thing about it, uh, some sports like track and field is it's such an individual sport that it doesn't really matter what they do in track and field because their numbers, if they win, it adds to the team, but they don't do much to, to do anything with the team. Uh, but yeah, there's a kid currently who went to a college, was never eligible. Uh, coach was paying for it and continued to pay for it. 
and then just left the school. Never said thank you. Never did anything to let the coach know that he at least appreciated the two years of free living that they received just by having potential to play. And now, you know, the coach is out of the financial part where paid this money for years to try and help the kid get eligible and try and get the kid to do something, but the kid never did it. Um, and then kid just leaves without saying thank you, without any sort of appreciation whatsoever, and never was able to play a game for the school. Where I went to a school with uh, a player same way and didn't play for two years um, and then finally became eligible and they went to the tournament and finished third in the country when he finally did. Now, I don't know if he ever said thank you, but he was he was a good person. I wouldn't say he was a coach killer, but same scenario was ineligible for two years. Finally got got his grades right. Coach stuck with him and took him to the uh, the championship where they finished third in the in the country. And, you know, so it, it doesn't have to do with any, any intellect. It's mostly about the kid and the arrangement and knowing, you know, what your purpose is. And, and honestly, I mean, that's a for a person to just, you know, I guess not understand the value of education and I'm not talking about what it does for the college degree or anything like that but literally how much it costs to attend school all of the things that go into it the gear the living arrangements the food the college tuition the uh, monthly stipends the heating and and water bills, the all of those different things. Those are things, those are costs that coaches have to come up with to make sure that a player is, is taken care of. And parents don't take that into accountability and definitely players don't take that into accountability because they don't understand it. They don't know that that's what it is. But that also goes back to, you know, building a, a solid culture and bringing in the people that are going to respect your culture enhance your culture and make your culture better and, and which is enhancing your culture and and indoctrinate the the next group coming into your culture so that everyone understands it it's a process we are building this isn't just something you can come into and it just takes off because you're here as a five-star recruit as an all-pro player as a hall of famer whatever there's a culture that you're trying to build. And if you do not build that culture in the beginning, in the foundation, it is going to eventually rip apart uh, what you're trying to what you're trying to build. It's just going to if you do not build a solid foundation from the beginning, it's going to rip apart everything that you're trying to build. And for coach killers, if you are not upfront with them and not letting them know or not and not telling them what it is that is expected of them and immediately rectifying it when that is not met, that's when you become uh, unemployed. <laughs> that's when that type of stuff happens because people tend to take a little bit, oh, I'm going to take another inch. Oh, I'm going to take another foot. Oh, I'm going to take another yard. 
And as you're doing that, that coach killer player keeps pushing, pushing, pushing the edge, which is then fracturing your foundation and fracturing your culture to the point where sometimes you and most times you can't get it back, uh, which is really unfortunate. And, you know, some kids think just because they're in the gym that they're working, that they're getting better. You know, I had the pleasure of coaching, uh, running a practice, a basketball practice a couple of weekends ago. And in all honesty, it was an hour and a half of just layups because they couldn't do the fundamentals of the layups correctly. And this is as a high school team that was senior laden, they could not do the bare necessities of following directions and getting the layup. And I'm not discussing making the layup. I'm just discussing the process of going to shoot the layup. The making the layup was the last part that was never even accounted for. It was making sure you're in the right spot, making sure you're dribbling just with your right hand, making sure you're showing the effort and exploding to the basket or using the backboard or, um, you know, lining up properly, counting. It was those things, calling their names out when you pass them the ball or when you catch the ball, dribbling with the proper hand. Those basic necessities took an hour and a half of a practice of just getting fundamentals down which was ran by seniors. And it was really frustrating and difficult to understand why it was taking so long. With that being said, that team is really, really struggling this year because their foundation is bad, their culture is really bad, and their IQ is really, really bad. So that's why I was in trying to assist and make that better but you also have to be coachable. And if you're not coachable, if you can't follow simple directions, it again makes it really difficult. Uh, again, turns into a, a coach killer. All of the talent in the world doesn't mean that you're a better player, you know? And like I said, just because you're in the gym doesn't mean you're getting better, it just means you're in the gym. If you're not doing quality reps, regardless of whatever it is, if you're lifting weights, if you're uh, if you're getting up shots, if you're practicing ball handling, if you're hitting the sled, if you're working on your hand to hand on football to try and get off blocks, if you're setting back screens, if you're working on your forehand, if you're working on your top spin, if you're all of those different things. If you're just going in there and half-assing it, it's not going to get better. It's just going to be the same, and you're just putting in bad reps. You know, you could continue to go in and put up reps. You can shoot 500 shots, but if they're 500 bad shots, you're just going to get better at making bad shots, which is not going to be the way you want. And if you're not going game speed, it's not going to help you there either. So... There's a ton of different things, and watching these two teams get ready for the Super Bowl is going to be really interesting for me um, because, uh, what's his name, Joe Burrow's second year in the in the NFL, he said he was always counted out, and he's always been a winner, though. 
every place they've counted him out. And now he's taking Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl where they were the lowly Bengals. They were not a very good team. Matt Stafford took another team that was a little bit more developed and they've spent a little bit more money uh, to get better and have already have a defense. But he, they brought him in and now he went from the lowly Detroit Lions where they couldn't win and they've been, what, 0-16 twice in his, his years to now he's taking a team his first year to the Super Bowl with the Rams. And again, it goes back to culture. It goes back to uh, buying in. You're buying in. He knew what he went to the Rams for. And the Rams told him, we are bringing you here to go win a Super Bowl. They told that to Joe Burrows. We are bringing you here to eventually win a Super Bowl. Well, in his second year, he is there to win a Super Bowl. And if players are not there for that, as Coach Carter was on the day, if players are not there for that, then they should not be in your gym, on your field, or wherever it is that you guys are meeting because they are not buying into the culture. If if your culture does not state that every time you come, your whole goal is to win a championship. Now, I'm not saying that's all you're looking for because you're going to have some bumps and bruises, but if you are not every step working to win the championship or win this game, which is then going to give you better seating to win the championship. If you're not doing that on the daily, on the weekly, on the monthly, then you're going to eventually have issues. That was real quick for me. Uh, you know, I just wanted to just pop in and make sure I got that better. But again, stay away from coach killers as a player's as those players are, will get you fired. <laughs> uh, build a good, strong culture. Make sure it, it starts from the beginning. Again, Coach Carter was on today, and I love the way he started building that right from the beginning. He gave them their information. They knew what they needed to do and go from there. So, again, this is Coach T, the player's coach. Send your uh, emails in. I actually read emails, but I wanted to get this one off my chest today. So I will next time out, I will answer and respond to the emails that I received this week or this month um, and put those on the podcast next time. Again, Coach T, the player's coach. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. I do hope that this helps uh, a lot. Uh, thank you, Brazil, for listening in. I hope you guys understand me and, and my English. Uh, thank you, Germany, for reaching in. Uh, I do appreciate that. Talk to you soon. And uh, let's get these kids better. Let's get these players better. Let's become better.